Hello and welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. This week I've got Reverend Robin King sitting down with me. We've got a cup of coffee and we're going to dive into some great conversation. Uh, tomorrow is Remembrance Day, Robin. It is. And we're going to be observing that in uh, maybe a little bit different format, a different way this year, of course, with it being this pandemic situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. And we've had to sort of reevaluate how we do just about everything. So what's happening in our in our community and in the church and in our in our country uh, as we look to observe this really important uh, really important date on the calendar? Well, uh, it's um, Remembrance Day is on Wednesday this year, um, and so uh, lots of churches like we, we had we had Remembrance Sunday, uh, right? And and it's I, I think it's important. I think it's important for it to be something that's part of who we are as a, a faith community. It it absolutely is. But but having having a Sunday is it's it's kind of tricky because. Um, so much of what we do on Remembrance Day, and, and this is why it's this is such an interesting year. So much of what we do on Remembrance Day is ritual that is specific to a moment, right? The whole thing is geared to the eleventh hour of the eleventh month, eleventh day of the eleventh month. I always get those backwards. Um, it's it's so, but it's so geared to that, right? That at yeah. eleven o'clock on November the eleventh, um, we have a moment of silence. Um, it's it's it, even even on Sunday. On Sunday, I was saying it's interesting the language we use uh, for Remembrance Day because you can't say Remembrance Day celebration because it's not. Yeah, it's a holiday right? on the calendar, and it's a holiday on the calendar, but it's not. But one it's you, not. not one that you celebrate, right? Yeah, it's it's um, it's something we observe and recognize. Um, we can even say I think we uh, we might appreciate it in a particular way. Mm. Um, but, but it's not, it's not, you don't have Remembrance Day celebrations. Um, you have an observance of, of something. And, and that's the thing about the moment, right? We've, we've tied it to a, a particular moment for a specific reason, right? The 11th uh, hour of the 11th month. I did it again. The 11th <laughs> day of the 11th month. Um, and the reason and, for that being that uh, that was when the armistice was right, signed, yeah. right? Yeah, and and so that historical moment has become the focus, right? Yeah. Um, which is which is very important. And not and there are such specific things that we do, right? We have the the moment of silence. We have uh, last post in Reveille. Um, in in some places, um, you might have um, a, a military salute of some kind, like guns. Um, and stuff like that, but we also have the laying of wreaths, and the poppy is a central for us is a central piece of that, um, and and uh, that's a lot of ritual and symbolism that's very specific, and very specific to a moment. So it's it's kind of I mean we wear poppies ahead of Remembrance Day, and we might keep our poppy on after Remembrance Day. Um, I, I, don't, I actually had a really interesting conversation once with somebody from the Legion who was explaining to me the whole thing about um, it, it, why the poppy needs to be on the left over your heart, right? Mm. And, then, mm-hmm. and then what he said was that um, after 11 o'clock, you take it off the left and you put it on the right. Oh, I don't remember and, that part. But then we also, remember we also started that thing um, where people take their poppies off and left it on the tomb of the unknown soldier uh, in Ottawa, yeah, yeah. right? That also became a thing, um, and it became a new and and this is what's cool about it. It became a new piece of the ritual, right? Yeah. And but all of that ritual, 
relies on you connecting it to something else. Yeah. Right. That's the thing about the moment. And that's why one thing I tried to say on Sunday is that the thing, the awkwardness of having a remembrance Sunday is first of all, recognizing that not all important things happen on a Sunday. Um, but, but also because it's such a specific moment that actually gives us an opportunity to talk about it in a way that maybe isn't available in that specific moment. True. Right. And to talk about, to talk about why we have the specific moment and uh, what it's about, even, um, in Flanders fields, right. That's the classic, uh, the classic poem that is connected to remembrance day for us, uh, cause it's by a Canadian. Um, and the imagery in the poem itself actually which gives us the poppy that symbol right even that imagery uh is worth delving into because it's about how he saw uh signs of life coming from where there had only been death right and um and and it talks about in fact it talks about um um the take up our quarrel with the foe and you Mm. could easily read that you could easily read that as fight on just like we did and just leave it in that context in that moment. But I don't think he meant that. I think he meant for all that we've sacrificed, you must always fight for justice. You must always fight for the good of people. You must always fight for, uh, freedom, uh, for freedom, for people's right to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think, uh, that's why I think the, the poem's, pretty powerful uh is because it connects with us it connects with us on a level that goes way past um a moment right and i wish i always wish i always wish remembrance day wish i always hope remembrance day does that um for everybody is that it's not just um it's not just a moment of ritual that we go through every year and then we're done um but it's something that uh literally allows us to remember, right? To reconnect mm. with something. The tricky part is how do you do that when um, that experience you're trying to reconnect with is not part of your experience? Yeah. How do we, how do we observe something and try to remember it when it's not our own memory? We'd never had first hand experience of war. Uh, Most of us in Canada are lucky enough to be able to say that. And it got me thinking about that this morning was thinking about our kids in school learning Mm -hmm. about Remembrance Day and their teachers at the school, like the school is doing a great job of making sure that it's still really important. Um, Lori was teaching the kids about it uh, in Sunday school with a craft on Sunday, on Remembrance Sunday. And so they have all these touch points where you know, they're bringing home stuff, uh, art projects from school uh, with these headstones and grave markers, the crosses and poppies. And they're, they, they really strongly have that association with, with uh, the poppy, uh, with that it's about war, that it's about uh, honoring uh, the fallen soldiers and people who sacrificed their lives. But, of course, they don't have an experience of war or of uh, conflict. Hope, and we hope they never and do. we hope they right? never do. Yeah. But we, and we want them to, uh, to understand its significance and to not take yeah. uh, as much as possible for them to, to appreciate things like the freedom and all the stuff you just listed. But it's, it's hard, especially with kids, but even us as adults, when it's so easy to take all those things for granted. 
Um, we've yeah. in the last seven months we've had a real learning curve of learning to appreciate things that we had taken for granted, yeah. like you know going through a a lockdown period where you can't even really leave your home and you everything's canceled or you lose your job. Like people have really quickly had to recalibrate their sense of um, what's important and to learn to yeah. to yeah. quickly not take for granted the things that we just kind of always assumed would always be there. So is it, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, said it that way too. Um, because one of the things is that I think we noticed right away early on in the pandemic that people developed a super keen appreciation for stuff right away. Like, like w suddenly we weren't talking about just talking about, f um, you know, um, who's, who's the frontline workers, right? Mm. That's being doctors and nurses. We were recognizing that it was also the people who clean the hospitals. It was also the people who make the food in the hospitals. It was also the people who drive the trucks to grocery stores and the people who work in grocery stores. It was all the people that we previously would have thought as, uh, well, for lack of a nicer way of saying it, menial jobs that were actually super important, or just invisible and, and essential, or like, invisible. Like That's even all of even the better. Farmers yeah. who produce your food that you just assume yeah. is going to be there, but never really stop to think about yeah. someone actually growing it. We suddenly had an appreciation for that, and some of that actually wore off pretty quick. <laughs> It did. It did. Yes. Yeah, especially you know, that, we... in a, in Alberta now we're in a state where like the provincial government in, in the middle of a pandemic is fighting with doctors and laying off nurses and and like and and you just kind of go what what <laughs> um and and suddenly we're we're you know we're reading stories about people who are fighting with um, groceries berating even grocery store workers because they mm. ask them to put a mask on to come in the store and and it seems like a lot of that appreciation has has uh, disappeared from the those early days and and that's the part where I get worried about stuff like uh, remembrance day I do because because um, it can very easily turn into I'll sure I'll take the moment to remember that something happened a long time ago and then I'll just move on with the rest of my day. Mm. And that in itself is not necessarily a bad thing because uh, I'll tell you, I, I was saying this on Sunday. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, my dad was in the Air Force in England in the Second War. And when I was a kid and I'd get the day off from school, it annoyed him because uh, he didn't like the fact that a Remembrance Day was a holiday. Because he believed that you should take that minute at 11 o'clock to remember how it is that you have the rest of the day you're about to have and why, and then go on with the rest of your day and live that day because a sacrifice was made so you could have it, hmm. right? And so his, his point was that, that it's not just the moment, it's how you live the rest of your day, the rest of your week, the rest of your year, um, it, how you live your life because you can and mm. and that you remember that and that honoring the sacrifice that's been made is about living into that right right um and by living into that you of course ensure that the sacrifice that was made doesn't have to be made again it right? almost sounds like you're talking about something else right now robin am i well so <laughs> there's a i mean there's such an obvious parallel there to how we live out our faith right yeah well, yes. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I think there's also a parallel, too, with the, the pandemic experience, too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but, but and 
that's that's the thing is that um, so so this year this year Remembrance Day is going to be very different, right? For for lots of people, um, because um, um, we're not going to have the larger ceremonies and gatherings that we have previously had. Um, many of the places like the the Legion here in Bashai and in in Pinoka, uh, are uh, having an outdoor ceremony um, that is simply um, going to be a small. Uh, simple ceremony. Um, uh, Pinocchio is actually live streaming theirs on their Facebook page, um, and they're they're actively asking people not to come, um, so they can keep the numbers down. But they're not having the usual. Normally, they'd have it indoors. They'd have it, the place would be packed, um, and uh, they'd have a, a larger ceremony where they'd invite people to lay wreaths and they'd do all of this stuff, and then they'd have a big lunch after it. And um, none of that's happening. What's also really cool that's happening, though, is that um, the Legion, uh, nationally in Canada, um, on their on their uh, website, has a page that lists a whole bunch of ways in which you can, uh, in this year that's different, that you can um, observe Remembrance Day and you can learn stuff. Mm. And uh, it's links to videos and and web pages and stories and and articles and and. Uh, uh, stories about veterans, um, and, and little videos about veterans and stuff. And, and I think that's, I think that's really cool because that's, that's an opportunity for experience and learning that you don't have just by showing up for a, a ceremony that's, you know, an hour long in a lunch. Um, mm. and, and I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying that the ceremony is, I think the ceremony is absolutely vital and important. It absolutely is. But I think this also provides an opportunity to encourage people to learn more mm-hmm. and connect more and, and hopefully connect with things that are going to make a difference, a real difference to their day to day. Um, I would hate to think that, um, simply because we're getting further away from some of the experiences that have driven the idea of Remembrance Day, um, that we're losing touch with what it's about. Right? I mean, the thing is, we're not ever going to lose touch with what it's about, because even on Remembrance Day, we now have veterans of more recent conflicts than the conflicts that started Remembrance Day, right? That's right. Um, And... I, I don't anticipate that's going to change anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, but but it does it does provide us this year with an opportunity to find new ways to connect. That's what's kind of neat about the pandemic. And it you can look at the fact that it only took us a few months to already start forgetting to be grateful or starting to forget about some of the things that we realized we were taking for granted. We got used to it. We got used to it. We got that fatigue. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's partly why it is so important to have that moment on the calendar, to have yeah. a specific date, yeah. because otherwise it is so easy for th- for it to just kind of fade into yeah. our uncon- uh, fade into our uh, out of our awareness, away from our uh, conscious awareness. So uh, it, it's also neat that the pandemic is providing these opportunities by forcing us to rethink how we're going to observe something like Remembrance Day or uh, forcing us to reevaluate and f- uh, figure out new ways of doing church. We've talked about that before. Um, even th- opportunities to reevaluate our education system and everything that we're having to, to, um, to pivot and change, it's, it's kind of a chance to yeah. refresh or a chance to reevaluate or a chance to look at it from a different angle. Maybe instead of just sitting through a ceremony, you're actually learning something about... Um, 
about it through like those stories that you, you just talked about. Yeah, it's and and that's not. Let me let me just say, I'm I'm not suggesting because I know I've suggested churches like this now, um, but I'm not suggesting that Remembrance Day is a little bit like church, right? Where you're just, you know, sometimes you reach a point where you're just going through the motions and it doesn't really mean anything. In the, except, you know, we have this experience, and not just with Sunday mornings, but we have this experience in, in the church where in the old days, we all learned the Lord's Prayer. We memorized it. So that we could say it from memory, right? And lots of people also learned like the 23rd Psalm or they learned their catechism or they learned, you know, they learned something from memory so they'd always remember it, right? And the thing about that is that my, often my general experience of saying the Lord's Prayer as a community is that people are saying it because they memorized it, not because they're savoring every word and and connecting with the meaning of every phrase right and and that's the thing about that's the thing about remembrance day the remembrance day ceremony is that um hopefully because i know like this is how i i see it knowing that it there's going to be a moment of silence um you want to know why Knowing that somebody's going to play the last, well, what is last post in Reveille? What's the, what's the origin of that? Like, where does that come from? What does it mean? Like, why are why are you? What's what's the idea of the wreath? And where'd the poppy come from? Like, you want to know the stories, not just not just to sort of march through the symbols, but to understand the stories that are behind that. Which is why I think this what's happening this year, where where the Legion is promoting different ways that you can find out more. Um, or and I saw a thing the other day where they were, and this might have been in the UK, maybe where they were promoting talk to a veteran. Hmm. You know, and 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 the, the thing is, lots of times, um, lots of times, veterans don't want to talk about stuff, um, but. That doesn't mean you don't try and connect with them, yeah. Either, right? And and show your appreciation for for what they've been through, um, or uh, um, you know what they've experienced in order to to do um, what we think these days it's about, which is um, that that part of in Flanders Fields. It's about you know you know take up the. You know, take up the the torch, and it, I think it's take up the quarrel with the foe. To we cast the torch. I think I obviously did not memorize in Flanders Fields <laughs> as a child. Um, I, I and I didn't is the thing. I didn't. It's I. I think it's an. I think it's an awesome poem, and I know at least two different musical versions of it that I love. One of which is by a Canadian, um, which is really awesome, and uh, I think it's. I think it's a great way to get deeper into the story that we need to know uh, which isn't just about remembering that people died it's about remembering why and uh what we can not just why they did but what we can do about that mm. um it's it's the 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 thing oh and we you know where i'm going to go with this because we've just been we we've been talking we've been talking like in our congregations um the the period between thanksgiving and uh advent we're considering the season of of gratitude the th season of thanksgiving um the season of gratitude we i talked about the thing with the gratitude jars where each day you put something in it and i and but 
this is the thing about Remembrance Day, is that it's not just about remembering a past thing. It's about honoring that and being thankful for that. And you do that by living into the freedom, um, living into the, the peace, uh, living into the, the fight for justice um, that that's supposed to be about. Um, and uh, some days, sometimes, you know what? We don't. We don't do that. Um, and right now, we're actually kind of, we're a little bit in a rut of um, not being empathetic of not um, of not uh, wanting to help others and and do all of that good stuff that we're supposed to do. Uh, we're in a little bit of a rut now of you know power over others and and uh, you know I get to say whatever I want even if it's offensive to you um, and all that kind of because it's my right you know um, and even even to the point where we're questioning we're questioning things like I mean how hard is it for you to wear a mask during the pandemic? And yet we're questioning that as it's a violation of my personal rights. So you spewing germs on another person who could get sick and potentially get this disease and die, that's not a violation of their rights. Sorry. I, I just think it's not about individuals. It's about others. And that's the thing about Remembrance Day, too, is that, that um, people didn't go off and fight in a war for themselves. Did they? No. Right. Um, and the ultimate and, sacrifice. Yeah, they did it for others. And and now today, even even now, we're hearing more and more about stories. I was reading a thing, um, the uh, I think it was this morning in the paper or yesterday about code talkers in the Second War, um, Cree uh, people who used who used Cree as a way of communicating. Oh wow! So that the so that no other no one else would know what is that they're talking code, about, yeah. right? Um, it was a code, and and <laughs> what was so interesting about the story is this guy started out with, you know, we know who Alan Turing is, because he's the guy who was part of the team that cracked the Enigma machine and and broke the German the Nazi code in the Second War. Okay, that's great, but here's this other piece, where these people used a language as a code that was literally unbreakable yeah, because wow. the, because the other side didn't know the language and those people are just as much heroes. And we don't know their, we don't even know their names. And, and a lot of that is because a lot of that was secret, but we don't even acknowledge that. Um, and, and those stories are coming out now, right? We're reading more and more stories, hearing more stories about um, people of color who were in, involved in the war, who, who volunteered to go and fight even though they were being uh, prejudiced against at home, right? Or even in wow. their unit, right? We're hearing stories. Even now we're hearing stories about um, uh, people who have volunteered to go to combat in other parts of the world who are gay. And, well, well, we can't have that. We can't put... That's somebody who volunteered, despite knowing they might be prejudiced against, they volunteered to go and risk their life. For someone else, you know, you're as you're talking. I'm picturing all these different uh, war movies that I've seen. You know, like we were talking about Saving Private Ryan earlier. Um, there's there's so many great films that have these epic tales of heroism and bravery, and and you and you can see, and and not to mention the fact that it's just really interesting history. And there's just the stories are fascinating yeah. about all the things that nobody. You know, nobody knows that this happened and nobody knows that that happened. And, and part of that is just that these are wars that took place 
you know, uh, 70 plus years ago and um, spanned years and took place on another continent. And there's just a lot to that you could uh, learn about. There's, there are so many stories that how could any of us know all of the, all of the details and all of the trivia, right? And all the stories. But there's this uh, tendency, this really easy, uh, slippery slope to, sl- to start sliding down towards c- celebrating it as, and glorifying it. Yeah. Glorifying the, yeah. the, the war, right, itself yeah. versus honoring and celebrating the, um, the meaningful things that people did to bring it to an end. Yeah. So are we yeah. celebrating the conflict itself or the fact that we were able to overcome those conflicts? And, yeah. and like you said, we're we're still not in a, a completely peaceful world today, but those particular wars did eventually come to an end. Thank goodness. Well, and and what what is peace anyway, right? Um, it's uh, the that's the, you know the the great. I, I'm not sure who said it first, but um, peace isn't simply the absence of conflict, right? It's the it's the willingness to find a way. To peace, even while standing up for for justice, for standing up for people who are oppressed, and and um, and doing the right thing. Yeah. Right. Um, it's finding a way to do that. Um, it includes all of that. It's not simply sort of sitting back and going, oh, "Okay, no, I'm not going to argue with that because it's you know I don't want to, and, and don't want to you know get into any kind of conflict over it." Um, but but it's it's yeah it's. It, I think the stories that we're hearing more and more stories, right. Of, of we're hearing more and more stories of sacrifice and valor, um, that we hope are not glorifying it so much as causing people to think why, I mean, isn't that the point of telling the story in the first place? Right. Um, and there were, there were lots of stories, like we're hearing more and more stories now of things that we didn't hear about, like people of color, um, like um, indigenous people um, who, who volunteered, right? Even in the face of all of that prejudice and, and everything, they volunteered to go and risk their life. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that great? Wait, <laughs> wait. Yes, it is. But why did they go? Yeah. Why did they need to? The, the, yeah. Why did they? And and that's the thing about that's that's a real learning now in the the pandemic too, right? With the pandemic thing is is it's not about me. It's about um, everybody, right? Yeah. It's about those around us. It's not about whether or not I'm protecting myself. It's about me protecting others too, right? And and that's that's the thing. That's always the thing about uh, about conflict is. Um, are we entering into that conflict simply for our side or are we entering into that conflict for what's right? Hmm. Um, are we entering into conflict in order to protect freedom or take it away? Are we entering into a conflict that, um, that brings, um, compassion and, and grace to people? Or are we entering into a conflict that simply puts them down and puts them in their place, right? I mean, and that's the thing about peace is that peace isn't about, um, if, if you had to put down a rebellion by force, you didn't put it down. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you haven't acknowledged the reason why it happened in the first place. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't addressed <laughs> that. You haven't healed anything. You haven't reconciled you just overpowered anything. you simply overpowered it yeah and and that does not 
fix anything. Well, it's like how it's, and that's why the war against um, terrorism is an impossible war to win because you're trying to fight an ideology, not a country or a group of people or a, yeah. a leader. You're fighting against a way of thinking. Well, that, and that's that's uh, that oh, you I, can't just squash with a, a bomb. Was it John Oliver, maybe, who after the um, uh, the Paris bombing um, said, um, "You you know, you're basically you're attacking an ideology with terrorism, and you you're not ever going to defeat an ideology." Mm-hmm. Um, not with not with force or terrorism, right? Or weapons, uh, yeah. or weapons, or or fear, um, because what created that ideology was something quite different, right? And and I think I think I just I uh, I to me, um, Remembrance Day is a multi-level day of appreciation. Can I say that? Yes, I can. Okay, it's a multi-level day. I appreciate I appreciate the fact that there are people who are willing to put their lives at risk um, for what we as a people think is right. I think that's a way to say that because I think we also have to acknowledge that there are people, always people who are on the other side who feel that way too, right? Um, but but I also I also think that we have to acknowledge uh, and honor. Um, the the specifics of that too, right? So, and not just not just the first two wars, but what about what about the ones that have happened before and since, right? What about the people? Um, what and and of course, this usually devolves into some sort of nationalism, which isn't always a good thing. Um, but what about um, the Canadians in, in in our case? What about the Canadians who have been to other conflicts since? Um, and not just to other conflicts, but have been to places where they they were at risk because they were trying to bring peace, not defeat an enemy. Right. Right. Um, and and uh, that's 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 a, another piece. Another piece is for me uh, the personal piece, which is uh, my father was in the Air Force, uh, my grandfather was in the Air Force, my uncle was in the Air Force. Um, my I there are military connections in my family. No one in my immediate family has been in the military. Thank goodness, and I say thank goodness because I'm thankful for that because previous members of my family were mm-hmm. right. So that's another piece of it. I'm also appreciative of the fact that we're having this conversation because events happen the way they did and that we have the and i am not suggesting by any stretch of the imagination that i think war is a good thing ever it's not but that's part of the that's part of maybe what we talk about and what we want to think about more around remembrance day is that we're not just remembering something because we honor those who participated in it but we are honoring the fact that we don't have to participate in it and we're also honoring what we can do with the fact that we can't that we don't have to participate in, yeah, right? Yeah. What can we do with that? And and that doesn't just include oh, let's just make things better. It, it means how do we address issues of injustice? How do we address issues of of, of brokenness and hurt in people? Um, how do we reconcile with people? How do we how do we bring people together and create community um, going forward? How do we do all that because mm-hmm. we can? Yeah. Right. And we don't not only not only because we can, but we can do it without force. Yeah. Right. Because I think that goes back to the what we were saying earlier about, um, 
you you don't you don't end conflict with force. You've simply stopped the fighting. You haven't changed anybody's minds. You've simply right. stopped the fighting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the, once once the fighting is stopped, you still have to address that. That was one of the things. Uh, like, and, and I'm more than happy to concede that my history isn't necessarily always accurate. Um, but my understanding was that was one of the things that drove the um, the uh, sort of inevitability of a second world war was the manner in which the first one was resolved because it wasn't, it was simply ended. Right. Um, and so it was, it became easy to play on people's fears and, uh, to play on people's, um, needs and things and, and point the finger of blame at others and create the possibility of another conflict. Right. And, and, and build a power base from that. Ooh, that sounds awfully familiar and current. Um, but, but but that's the thing is, we have the opportunity now, because of what has been sacrificed before, we have the opportunity to live in a world which isn't just about freedom and peace. It's about the opportunity to resolve conflict without having to resort to force. Mm. Yeah. That is... Are we doing that? Yeah. I'm not seeing that a lot. There's places where There's you places see glimmers of and, that. And you see, yes, glimmers of it is a really good way to, to describe it. Because uh, quite often, uh, we're too quick to go to force. Yeah. Um, we don't try and figure out a way to... And, and I don't want to even say negotiate, because that's not what it is. Uh, quite often, when we, we talk about negotiation, what we mean is figuring out what we're gonna, how we're going to get what we need and allow the other side to get what they need. Mm. And, but that's not it. We need to create, uh, we need to create a way that we can, uh, kind of get all get what we need without necessarily that being what we want. Um, but to address need. Right. And there are, there are lots of things that need to be addressed. Uh, lots of things in the world that need to be addressed that way so that they don't come to conflict. Exactly. Yeah. So that um, it doesn't turn into uh, that default of power and violence and might. Yeah. People don't just get angry because they're not getting their way. They get angry because they don't feel they've been acknowledged. Um, that that they're that what they need or what they're what they're um, what they're bringing to you as an issue mm -hmm. for them is is being recognized or acknowledged um, and. Well, isn't and it, addressed. Isn't it incredible when you see someone who's in conflict, even just in the context of a one-on-one a -on -one conversation that's really heated, and the moment that that person who's triggered or feels really upset feels heard or feels understood, it might not be that anything else has changed, but simply but they, were heard. they were heard or understood, and almost, uh, and almost always they will almost immediately begin to soften or relax and to take that, uh, that edge of that conflict. Yeah. Away. I don't, and you know, I, I, it's I, an opening uh, anyway, it's an opening yeah. for, I, I like to, uh, I, I like to imagine, I'm just going to acknowledge it's an imagine, but I like to imagine that when we read those stories about Jesus, um, healing people or, or, um, fixing the broken, <laughs> because I think sometimes that's how we see it. Oh, totally. We see a moment in which Jesus fixes a broken person. 
effixism. Um, it sounds like a Coldplay song, doesn't it? Um, but but um, that's not what's happening at all. It it isn't. And so I like to imagine that what's happening is that Jesus sat down with them, and the Jesus' first words were, "How are you, how are you doing? What's your story? Talk to me. Tell me your story." And that what we read as like three verses um, in a Bible story probably lasted most of a day or maybe even a couple of days of Jesus having conversation with somebody and not um, not only making sure they felt heard, but acknowledging that um, their, their, their concerns, their life, their, it had meaning, mm. right? And so the person felt like they were... They were they were seen and appreciated, and then we move on from there, right? Um, that's the beginning of healing, right? Um, I I think that's the beginning of healing, and uh, we are just way too quick to kind of go. Well, I'll fix you. Yeah, we you just really do are. what I tell you, or I'll just do this for you, and you'll be fixed. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, and that's not how it works. Yeah. We we see two children uh, fighting and we take the weapons away. But if that that's all... stop if, the fight. Uh, yeah. If that's all you do, it doesn't resolve yeah. anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not even about just taking the weapons away, right? Because we'll always find a way to find a weapon, even if the weapon's words. Yeah. Right? Um, we'll always find a weapon. The 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 thing is to make sure that um, we we can come to a place where... Um, we listen, um, acknowledge, uh, appreciate, um, have some empathy, uh, something that's sadly missing in a lot of the world today, um, especially in politics. Um, and that instead of seeing, uh, us and them, we might actually recognize that there's a bigger picture here, um, that there's a bigger picture of community that can come and, and advantage that can come from coming together as a community rather than simply trying to overpower another part of it. Yeah. Well yeah. said. So as we come together as, a, as communities tomorrow for Remembrance Day in, uh, in a different way, obviously, than we are used to, um, hopefully it'll be a Remembrance Day this year that people will remember <laughs> and that people will uh, really take to heart and that it'll be something that impacts people in a, a deeper and you know a new way. Yeah, even if you just take a minute, uh, just take a minute to think about, um, to, for, just take a minute to think about um, how much destruction and how much hurt and how much sacrifice goes into conflict like like that, like into war, right? Um, just take a moment to appreciate the fact that there are people um, who you might not even agree with, like, respect, whatever, who are willing to step up for you because they don't know you. Yeah. Right? How remarkable um, is that? And, and that's, I mean, to me, that's, that's kind of remarkable. I mean, the, the people who the people who have, like, we hear these stories now of people of, of color or indigenous people, um, people who are, who, who are uh, from the LGBTQ community, um, transgender people who are willing to step up in a way that others aren't. And somebody's actually going to go, no, I don't want them. 
Are you kidding? Well, then why don't you step up? I mean, it's really easy to say that. Why don't you go in their place? Mm-hmm. But but that doesn't solve anything <laughs> there. Um, that does it. Literally, doesn't solve anything. So take a moment to consider the fact that um, somebody somebody that you might not th- know or agree with or think about is somebody thinks bigger than you, and they're bigger than you is that they're willing to go and risk their lives for something that's bigger than them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then also take a moment, take a moment to consider here's where we're at. Um, we, we have for all of the conflict that there still is, we have, um, freedom and, um, we have creativity and imagination and inspiration and all of this stuff that, um, if we didn't have the freedom to be who we are, um, we would not have, yeah. And, and, maybe to and add, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. What are we going to do with it for ourselves? And, and to add to that, what are we, what can we still do to, to improve on our world? Absolutely. And, and create that same freedom to be who we want to be for others who I, right now currently don't have that freedom. I think I'm quoting myself from a few weeks back. Um, but I th- that's the thing is that, that we can be better. That's not a slight. It's not a criticism. It's not saying we're not good now. It's not saying that. What it's saying is we can always be better because we always have the capacity to do better and to make better. To make we we have the capacity to make every day better than the one before, right? The world a better place, right? And and I know that sounds like one of those sort of big pie in the sky, whatever I don't know what the expression is for it, things that are really easy to dismiss. But if you if you live into that on a personal level every day, that that changes the world. And it changes the world in a way that doesn't involve um, having to overpower others, destroy a lot of creation, including people, um, and and a lot of death and destruction. And it just makes a better world by being better. So on that uplifting note, <laughs> um, we will wrap it up for, for this week here. But... It, I think that is a really good reminder to take that moment and to reflect and to even just think about how we bring that that peace and healing even just into our own into our own being into our own hearts and lives and the world around us will will benefit from that yeah and check out check out the uh, um, stuff the Legion is offering online mm, too mm-hmm. there's some really interesting stuff there um, and uh, like it's not like if you have access to the internet it's not like you don't have access to this stuff now um, and you know what even if you you might have somebody in your community who remembers and uh, it might be worth talking to them wear a mask or call them on the phone um, but it it's worth talking to them and uh, if you do have access to the internet honestly go and look at some of this stuff um, watch some of the, the little video clips and things and and uh, really very much worth finding out more of the stories that we're now hearing mm. um, that maybe we hadn't heard before yeah because you know what that. the world gets better every day <laughs> it sure can um, and another thing that people can check out too Robin is uh, your sermon on Sunday is archived on our website risingspiritministry.com mm-hmm. from Remembrance Sunday which ties into this and as always, that's the place to head to for other episodes of this podcast, uh, for Robin's weekly blog, 
of our archived uh, sermon videos and live streamed uh, church services. And those worship services are at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time every Sunday, um, live from either Bashley United Church or Pinocchio United Church. I think this coming Sunday you're going to be back in Pinocchio. I think so, yeah. So, um, yeah, feel free to join us for that. And if you're listening to this and Remembrance Day has already passed and you're listening to it after the 11th day of the 11th month, um, then uh, absolutely go back and, and check out some of those other resources and, and still take a moment anyway. You don't have to wait until Remembrance Day of, of next year um, to, uh, to learn something new and to, to take a moment to reflect. So uh, thank you, Robin, so much. Thanks, Ben. And, Thanks uh, for the coffee. Yeah, anytime. And thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on the podcast. Until next time, take care and be well. Be well.